Welcome to today's show. Our guest today is Thomas, and Thomas is originally from England and now living in Valencia. So thank you for joining us today and sharing your experience and all your ups and downs with moving to Spain. <laughs> uh, no, no worries. Thank you for having me. Uh, and I'm excited to be on your podcast and share these ups and definitely a few downs <laughs> along the way. <laughs> Excellent. So, so before we kind of get started, tell us about life before moving to Spain. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I was a social worker in England. I studied in Liverpool and I then worked in Liverpool for about five years. Decided I was going to have a little break, do some traveling. Went to Asia where, um, with my girlfriend, but then she got dysentery in Indonesia so we thought, we thought, well, maybe we should go move it closer to home. And her sister was doing her Erasmus year in Valencia. So we thought, oh, well, let's see what it's like. The intention to be here for literally a week, two weeks. And that's two and a half years ago. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we sort of came here and fell in love with the place, really. Excellent. And so you've been there now for about two and a half years? Yeah, around two and a half years. Yeah, like I said, literally the intention was about a month tops. And then it sort of just got better and better every day, really. Yeah, and time goes by so fast when you're in a new location. So quickly. And obviously with, with what's been going on, the pandemic as well, it feels like this year has completely disappeared. It feels mm-hmm. like we've lost a year in our life. So I think that's made it go quicker. It feels quicker. But I feel like I've not explored enough of Spain yet as well. Yeah, it's, it is that weird kind of feeling because part of it you know, we're, we're coming up on almost a year um, in March when we went into those strict, harsh lockdowns and we couldn't yeah. even leave the home. So in a way, it feels like that was so long ago. But in a way, I feel like I've really accomplished nothing this year and the year just disappeared. Like, it's yeah, I, very yeah. strange. I feel exactly the same. I just feel like, yeah, that, that, that weekend, the harsh lockdowns, I actually had friends visiting and it was a very quick, right, I think you guys might have to go. I think lockdown was around, the, I think Paddy's, I think it was around the 14th, maybe a little bit, mm-hmm. a little bit later. Mm-hmm. And it was all very, yeah, I mean, the lockdown was, was incredibly harsh compared to other countries and I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, it um, was it was one of the worst. I think parts of Italy and Spain, Italy and Spain were basically the worst lockdowns. People didn't realise that like we weren't allowed to leave home except for I, grocery yeah. store or pharmacy. That was it. I, I know it was, it was people, my friends from home, I speak to them and they were like, oh, so uh, you've been out exercising? Like, you don't, you don't understand. Like, I, I even repeat sometimes, they're like, but you can't, they couldn't like fathom, like you can't go outside of like just the supermarket. That is it. It's and the closed supermarket, that. not any supermarket in the city. Yeah. It had to be like, I, a, the closest supermarket. Exactly. Yeah, you were only allowed like a certain kilometer. Yeah, so we could we had to go to the, like the closest supermarket. So you, that was your exercise, and yeah, just sitting indoors. It was. Uh, I think I've sort of forgotten what it was like, but mm-hmm. in the back, I think it wants me to forget because there was definitely days you're like, I just need to leave my flat. I just need to get out. Just, yeah, yeah, and some places especially being in the city center. I, d- I don't know what your flat is like, but here in Barcelona, a lot of them are very small, very small windows, no direct sunlight because the lifestyle yeah. here is outdoors. People exactly. live outdoors. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not made, our flat, you know, they weren't made for people to live inside. Right. You know, it, a lot of people have TVs, that, like you're right, they go out for cat, like coffee, they go out for dinner outside, they meet friends and family. And suddenly you restrict people. Yeah, a lot of flats. Luckily, our flat used to be an office. 
So we, okay. we do have, but we haven't got a terrace. We've got windows, big windows, which is nice. But I had friends that literally had like, like you said, small windows and sort of would have been really tough for them. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully we don't go back to those types of restrictions and we see some light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping you're right. I, I really hope so. So what are you doing now in Valencia? So your plan was a week, a month tops, obviously two yeah. and a half years later. Are you studying? Are you working? What's, what's yeah, going on? So yeah. Currently, I'm working. So when I first moved to Valencia, I, I started teaching, teaching English. I worked in the academy for a year. And whilst doing that, I was also teaching Chinese students online. Mm -hmm. So I had sort of two teaching jobs. And then I found a job working for a charity and they deliver an English project to schools in Africa. Oh. So yeah, they've got an office based here, Lisbon and Lancaster in the UK. And it's sort of familiar sort of like the rise to do in England. So I, I got a job uh, with them around November. And of course, so it was only about three or four, about four or five, five months. And suddenly, obviously the pandemic happened. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I started doing, that's what I was doing that. that that's what I've been doing out here work-wise. Okay, so. excellent. At, at least it's something online. I mean, everybody started working from home. So it's... Yeah. It's nice to have that that option. So when you, I know that you decided to, to go to Valencia short term. So had you been there before or have you been anywhere else in Spain before that? Well, actually, we went to Valencia for about three days, just about three, no, about six months before that. It was, and it was in August, so it was really hot. Mm. And then we went to Mallorca afterwards. I remember thinking, there's no way I could live in Valencia. It's way too hot. That is incredible heat from from Liverpool where it's like yeah. freezing, raining. But obviously we gave it a go. When we moved here, it was around the start of October. So it was, okay. it was quite a lovely weather. And I was like, oh, you know, it'd be fine. And don't get me wrong, August is hot. Um, but yeah, that was my first time to Spain and Valencia was, was, was previous. Mm -hmm. And August is hot. I think it's the month of the year that the majority of people that I talk to do not like it. No, I, I think it's a bit too hot. Isn't it? Well, I, don't, I don't want to complain because England's so cold. I'm like, I know, I, I, you know, it's just too hot. But <laughs> it is hot. Like when you walk to the shop, you've got to plan your your route by the shape. Mm -hmm. um, or you walk anywhere, and obviously, yeah, you need to either get out of Valencia or just park yourself near the beach so you can just get the wind sort of hitting you. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely hot. It's nice too, because I know when, it, when you say to plan the walk too, it's funny because when it's that hot and I would walk by the stores and, and close to them because whenever the doors would open or if they kept the, the doors open, you would just get a blast of the air wow. conditioning and it would just be yeah. that nice little blast of coolness because... That is a dream. That is a dream. Yeah, that's, mm. that's the best part of the day, isn't it? <laughs> it is, is It day. is hot and humid, so... You know, it's it's definitely some adjusting, especially when you're not used to it. There is that. Yeah, I mean, I definitely was not used to it at all. I think it was lucky that we went to Asia before. So we sort of got climatized a little bit. Definitely made it easier because I remember the first time was, was August was a bit unbearable. But yeah, it's, yeah, it becomes easier. I think it's the other way now. I get cold a bit quicker. And I'm like, why, why am I cold? <laughs> because, yeah, you're starting to adjust. And it, but it does get cold here. And I didn't realize how cold that it got in Spain before moving here. Yeah. I always thought it was beautiful weather, even, you know, 10, 12 degrees. But it's, and this year, we've had some, some cold weather. There's been times here in Barcelona, uh, one degree, zero. Yeah. 
So that's, and it's a bit humid. So it's been, it's been pretty cold for, for the last week or so. Yeah, because Madrid, they had snow. A lot humid. of snow. Yeah, I know. I wasn't expecting it because it was so close to sea. I was like, snow? Snow in Spain? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was, it was uh, pretty amazing, actually. Yeah, I saw pictures. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that reminds me of Canada. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, it was a great <laughs> year, actually. If you could, you'd be straight down there to, uh, yeah, yeah. to the snow. But, yeah, it was, it was amazing to see, actually. Yeah. So what is one of the biggest obstacles that you've had to deal with with relocating to either Valencia specifically or just Spain in general? I think for me, the, the, the hardest thing and still is booking an appointment for anything. If it's you know, your, your residency or whatever it is, it just takes a lot of time. You've either got to go online to, to, to find an appointment. And then w- when you have your appointment, there'll be like five people working there and, and then you'll, you'll just be in there. And there's like a three months waiting list. I'm like, guys, <laughs> if you were all seeing someone, no one would have this waiting list. You know, we'd all be okay. So I think it's, it's any appointment you have. It's, I, it's getting the appointment, which can be really hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels in Spain that sometimes the computer systems are a little behind. And it feels that there are a lot of people in Spain that might be winning. They block, they block book appointments. And then they sell the appointments to you. But almost you have to pay someone to sort of do it for you when you because you can't physically go on that website to book it. So it could be a driving license, it could be a residency at the moment. If you're obviously going through Brexit, uh, anyone feeling right. my pain will understand that. So <laughs> a NEA appointment, anything you need to do, it's I you it's near impossible, or someone's already block booked them and you need to get someone to book it for you and then pay double the price to do that. Yeah, so because the appointments the are part. free. Like the appointment yeah. is yeah, yeah, free, yeah, yeah. and yeah. but you have to pay somebody a lot of times to get it, or you be online. Like I, I spent months trying to get an yeah. appointment, and finally for my Nia, and I finally just like I'll, I'll pay a lawyer, and he had me an yeah. appointment in three days. Oh yeah, because you, like, exactly because okay. a lot of the lawyer, yeah, because a lot of the lawyers that they're the ones buying the appointment, so they're the ones that know that buy appointments, like the driving license and change it over, and. I think that's like, I think it's 30 euros and the lawyers are charging 60 because they <laughs> obviously just block booked and like, right, mm-hmm. you will need, we know that you need that. It's in demand. And yeah, I suppose you can't blame them because it, they're doing it because there's a market there, but it just shows how far Spain are a little bit behind with those sort of issues. That's right. And, and no one knows what to do because you go on like an expat group and they're like, well, and they just always go, that's Spain. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it is here. I go, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So let's flip to something different and more of a positive. What is something that really surprised you that you really enjoy? Yeah, what really surprised me, I love, is the people here are so friendly. You go into the market, you can have, you can talk to them. Obviously, if you try your Spanish, they saw that they enjoy that. And and also just just everyone I've met from expats to locals have just been really, really polite, really like, like supportive. I, and it's a real community feel. It feels like if you ever, if you ever need support of someone to do, like you said, your NIA or you put it in a group and someone's always willing to help you and you, you won't even know that person. And it feels like every, pretty much every person I've come across have just been like really good people. And that's whether locals or expats. And it's, it, it felt like a really big family away from home, which is like really, really nice. That's great. Are yeah. there a few things that you wished you knew about before moving? Because especially for you, because you didn't really 
plan on moving so yeah I think I think if I if I knew if, if I could be told anything it would definitely be around uh, the bureaucracy that the sort of okay this is a, a very clear guide of what you need to do to become like a resident or get a work just anything that says that this is this is a this is b this is c and you can follow the steps mm-hmm. where it seems that here that is just it's impossible not. Uh, that's not a thing I, I and I don't know I don't want to be too I don't want to be too suspicious, but I feel like they do that on purpose. Maybe they try. They, they, you're almost have to find someone that knows someone to do anything here, which is, I think that's the hardest part. I mean, that's the that, that's the one gripe that really gets that annoys me. Because when new people come, I don't know what I can say to them to help them because you've just it's that's the only way, isn't it? Yeah, and it's it honestly is a common answer from people is the bureaucracy and just trying to get things done that we assume. And what we're used to being so streamlined and simple, but anything here that I find, if we think should take a few hours, it takes all day. If oh, it takes yeah. a day, it takes a week. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's definitely true. Yeah, you just gotta if you got an appointment, you just gotta yeah let, let there be time and just you know, and it could be it could be cancelled. My knee was my third appointment. They changed location, and I got there. They didn't tell me the second one. They I can't remember why they couldn't do it because. There's some sort of staff, there was something going on there. So it was my third knee appointment to get my knee when I first got here. And I was like, guys, can someone just email me? <laughs> just tell me you can't do it. But then knowing that I don't have to wait another six weeks to two months. So it wouldn't be a, a sort of an emergency one. I was like, oh, come on, mate. it's not even my fault. Right. But, and, um, a, and a knee is very important. So a knee, yeah. for our listeners who, who don't know, it's basically similar to our social insurance number we have in Canada or social security um, card that they have in the United States. And you need that to open up a bank account, to register any utilities in your name, buy a house. Like it's, it's a document that and a number yeah. that we really need to have. And it's very hard to get. It's, yeah, and it's so hard to get, so important. And then when I eventually, because when I first got, I had a friend that was translating for me, and we eventually got there, and there was five of them working. I said, it was just me. And I'm looking around, and I was like, I've waited two months. I've always like, waited so long for this. Why is it not really busy, loads of people? And right. I'm like, well, you know. But yeah, you know, that, I mean, look, I mean, I'm saying that, that, that is the, definitely the worst part. There are so mm-hmm. many positives that definitely outweigh that negative for sure. Right. And, and that's like every, every place has got the positive and negatives yeah, and everybody's experience is a little bit different, but it's, you know, it's, it's, I think it's important to share because if people hear everything is so simple and wonderful and, and great, which most of it is when yeah. they have to go through the struggle of getting the NIA and things like that, or they can, you know, pay somebody to do all the work for them. That's an option as well. It's just being prepared and knowing. And that is yeah, kind of I mean, like half yeah. the battle because it's frustrating I mean, when yeah. we think, well, I have this, how come it's so hard? And, and you don't know, it gets more frustrating when we know that, okay, it's going to take some time to get an appointment. You're going to have to do this or that. And, you know, just don't worry. It's, it'll take a while. Then it's not as stressful and as bad when we're already prepared for that to happen. Yeah. I think you think you're perfect. I think if you're going to move to Spain, I think it's really important. You look at your job situation as well. Are you mm-hmm. going to be self-employed? Because the self-employed process is really hard. You have to pay a huge tax bill to start with. And it's not really geared up to self-employed people here. So you have to be earning quite a good wage to be self-employed in Spain or what contracts. I think you have to really do a bit of research at contracts. It's not as easy as people think. 
Mm-hmm. And they're they're very different here compared to Canada. I mean, in Canada, when we get hired, we we are hired and we can work there until either we quit, we get laid off because there's not enough work, or we get fired because what well, we did something wrong. Yeah. But here is very different that you have contracts for sometimes two weeks, sometimes just for a task, sometimes six months, maybe a year, and a lot of times when the contract's up, it's just up, like you're you're done, which is yeah. very strange to me because the, if there's still work to be done, but they'll just hire somebody else, sign a new contract with somebody else, and that's it. Yeah, I think it goes back to security, doesn't it? I feel in Spain, mm-hmm. security, like of documentation or work, it says, is that they'll be very quick, like you said, to get someone else or you know that that's the only one thing is I think a Brexit is a bit worse, but it's the security of papers, get everything done in time. How you know you're you're always sitting a bit on edge until you've got everything. You know, right? Is is something going to happen? Am I suddenly you know are they not going to accept me? Are they what is a, there's a huge waiting list at the moment for like residency because of Brexit. You know, is it going to mm-hmm. go through? So I feel like yeah, if you're looking for security, it can it can definitely put you on edge sometimes. Yeah. And I, I agree. So I think right now for, for a lot of people is, is the planning ahead. If, if you're thinking about it to relocate sometime this year to really kind of start with what they can and be careful with the documents, because a lot of times with documents, they need to be no more than six months old. Yeah. So you don't want to get things too soon because especially if you have to pay to get them, because then you might have to do it again. Yeah, so that's, that's good advice. Yeah, I've, so I've been caught with that. I'm like, but I have it. And they said, but it's more than six months old. I said, but it's an official document from my government in Canada. Like, if I get another one, I have to pay for it. And the only thing that changes is issue date. It's exactly yeah. the same. And we need one that's no more than six months old. Yeah, and there's never any sort of compassion, is there? And like, oh, do you know what? No. Okay, this is okay. And some things that even that like, doesn't even matter. But like. Uh, you, you might have something exactly the same or, or, or almost like you can prove that, like, you know, that's that. And it's very, nope, oh, next. Yeah. <laughs> next person. And like, you're like, oh, come on. I've waited two months for that appointment. Really? Yeah, that is definitely true. But again, that's, you know, it's it's the way it is. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's just knowing about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think it, I'm so accustomed to saying it's the Spanish way, just the Spanish yeah. way. But you're right. If you can know about it, it would do you sort of wonders when you, when you came to Spain to know that right is there anything that you miss from england oh good question actually uh is there's a few sort of like food i love food so there's mm-hmm. a few things like i love marmite i love like bakeries like i like sort of those sort of things that i, I do miss from england but to be honest with you i've kind of just got into the spanish i, I sort of love the spanish food i love the culture so Apart from a few sort of food bits, mm-hmm. not really, no. I would say I've almost, I actually probably prefer the Spanish food and the, the Spanish way of life, which is good. good it, no, yeah. that is great. And I, I think too, even even from Canada, you know, it's the odd time there's there's things that, that I miss. Most things I can now find here and being in Barcelona, yeah. you know, there, there's lots of things. And I'm sure in, in other areas, smaller cities, to find things would be a little bit harder but now I find that it's I used to have where people I I lived in Costa Rica before here and I would have a list of things that I would I would give to people when they were coming to visit I'm like here's the list of things that I miss just 
Pick yeah, off a few things and bring it as yeah. a surprise for me. And that was great. But now I, I think that's more of the things that now when I go back, then I enjoy having those things that I don't normally get, which makes it kind of special, extra special to, to be back and see family and friends and then enjoy those things. That, yeah. That you I actually, don't yeah, have yeah, you made a good point, actually. I, I'm a bit guilty of that, tea bags. I'm always like, if you're coming to see me, <laughs> obviously free accommodation, you stay on, but it's really important you bring a lot of tea bags. <laughs> and that's actually too, yeah, that just made me think you said a list. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're, you're nice, you put a list, I'm, I'm direct, I need tea bags. <laughs> I need tea bags. But, uh, yeah. And, it, well, it was different because Costa Rica, there was a lot of things that I could not get. And it was my first time kind of being away from Canada and stuff. So here it's it's a lot different now. So, and some things are hard to find, but I usually adjust. Or when I do find it, I buy a little extra just to make sure I, I have it yeah. for a while. Stock up, good idea. And Barcelona is so multinational. There's so many things yes. that you can find. It's an amazing place, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And and like you said, too, it's good to, you know, like I like the Spanish food and it's good to adjust. So I don't want to be, I don't want to bring Canada to Spain because that's not the point of, of relocating. It's, it's yeah. to be in Spain and, and enjoy a whole part of it. But we do miss the odd thing every yeah, now and then. Definitely. And there's always times where you sort of think about bringing about like roast dinners or there's always a, now and then you might get a craving. Like, oh, I wouldn't mind that actually. But mm-hmm. yeah, it soon disappears. When I look outside and it's really sunny, I'm like, oh, where's, where's, that, where's that thought go? <laughs> yeah, definitely right there. Excellent. Now, you've been here for a little while. Do you have a favorite place that you like to go to to have a, a little holiday or vacation or hiking or anything like that here in Spain? Yeah, well, I think um, in Spain, we've tried sort of going down south, going to Andalusia, to like Sevilla. Granada, which is really beautiful. We've, we've uh, hire car, we're trying to get a hire car because that's quite cheap. And there's like, amazing mountains just outside Valencia, about 20 minutes, 30 minutes. So I wouldn't say we've got a favorite place, but we've been to Mallorca, that's closer. We go to like try and go to new places uh, and explore in Spain when we get a chance. But obviously with the pandemic and everything, but we've definitely, that's our plan. I want to plan, I want to go up north. I'd love to see Bilbao. That'd be one of my real to do lists. That's my next thing I want to do. Bilbao would be great. San Sebastian as well, kind of on that north, northwest coastal area. Yeah, Yeah, and it's it is interesting how I mean Spain is beautiful and there is so much from the beaches to the mountains to everything and and different types of food in different regions. So there there really is a lot to discover in different parts of the country. And generally speaking between car share programs or bus or train, it's really easy to get to different areas of the country. Yeah, no, for sure. Because when we went down to Andalusia, you have like um, Sevilla and Granada. They've all got their own little cultures. So Granada, you can actually go skiing in sort of January, February. You get tapas with like, if you order a drink, they speak a little bit differently. Yeah. You're right, you can sort of immerse yourself in those. Every single area is completely different. Which I was, I'm surprised about a little bit. And like Cadiz, that, that's a beautiful little place, Cadiz next to Sevilla. But obviously so close to Morocco as well. Yes. So you're, you're right. It feels like every part of Spain is completely different, which is really fun as well. Mm-hmm. So what do you like the most about living in Spain? Well, I don't want to go with the typical English answer, the weather, because the weather is definitely up there. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. It's definitely in the top, I think, of, of everybody's things is I, I weather. 
yeah, I think 100% is, is well. But then I think, um, for me, it's been, I think it's just meeting new people, whether it be Spanish or English. When I moved out here, I started like a football group. We just okay. had like a random football group and it went from like 10 people. It's now on the WhatsApp, we have 250. That's wow. sort of, yeah. Yeah, so it happened out of no, it's really quickly just people were looking for a game. And then from that, it sort of created almost like a family. Like mm-hmm. We have different groups that do different things, different events and, and I think, and then obviously, and then with that, because my Spanish got a bit better, other people can speak Spanish. It didn't become like an expat group. It became sort of an any, for anyone. So that was sort of what I really enjoyed about it was, was that we sort of created something that sort of a family feel, but in a different country, but with people all over the world, people like Morocco, nice. Morocco you name it, wherever. That's sort of been one of my favorite things that's happened out here. And it all started with just an enjoyment of football yeah literally having like put it on facebook yeah and then we started yeah exactly that we when we were in lockdown we got live quizzes and just trying to keep each other entertained mm-hmm. on youtube yeah so it all started from a love of football and then suddenly it became something a lot bigger which is which is amazing really and i and so that i didn't expect as well sort of a whirlwind that's probably my favorite thing good and so what tips or advice would you give somebody who's thinking about moving to spain I think the first thing I would say to them is have a look at what you're doing work-wise. So are you going to be able to get a Spanish contract? Are you going to be self-employed? Or are you going to look for, for jobs when you get out here? I think you can work out those options and then do a little bit of research on how that's going to impact you because they're all completely different. And you have to pair that. If you go self-employed, there are high rates. If you're out here, what jobs are available? If you're from England or the UK, you've got Brexit to worry about. So I think the first thing is, what's your look at what how your job's going to impact you and do a bit of research. I mean, for example, the expat group in Valencia, that's, that's brilliant. That helps people and you can look at that. And then I think, and then I, yeah, you can always message in those Facebook groups and ask people their opinions. But my advice would be just, is just embrace it. And, and if, you, if you can get a working situation out here that works for you, Come and do it because I, I never thought I'd move to Spain and I'm here for two and a half years and I love it. And then when my friends come out, they're like, this is like a holiday, in a holiday. You live <laughs> you live in a holiday. I'm like, yeah. And I think I went from such a stressful job of being a social worker for five mm-hmm. years. And my life was all about living for the weekends. It was all about, I work, I work Monday to Friday. I could be in court on Monday. I could be wherever. And it's quite a work-orientated lifestyle. And now I've gone from a work hub at the same time I'm outside all the time. I'm outside, you know, you're having fun, you're enjoying life and it just feels, you know, a much more relaxed life and, and it's been something that really opened my eyes and I wish I had done earlier, really. But so, and uh, yeah. and you're not, you, I don't know how old you are, but you don't look that old, so to wish you had done it earlier. <laughs> yeah, no, well, actually, uh, I just turned 30. I was 30 in December, so uh, oh. Okay, yeah, so yeah, I wish I, I do wish I'd done it a bit earlier because it's just like I, said, I can't speak highly of enough, it's been an amazing lifestyle. But I would just say, is if you're, if you're from the UK, just have a look at Brexit and work and how that will affect you because it's not as easy now, and there right. are definitely a lot of high costs, and it's not as cheap as it used to be to live here because of that. That's just do a bit of research, but if you're, if you're not too sure, put message someone in one of those expat groups, speak to people. And go for it, I would say, personally. 
Yeah, and even I think what would be good is to come check it out. You know, they have yeah. even with Brexit, I think now it's 90 out of every 180 days to be in Schengen countries. So they have three months out of every six to come check out a few different places, different areas, do some research definitely. online, and then come down and check it out. Yeah, no, definitely because you can do it really cheaply as well. You mm-hmm. can you can you can get a hostel. You can you can get Airbnbs if you, if you want. If you're serious about moving out here, and there's a few of you, you can get an Airbnb. You can like you mm-hmm. said, you can go from Barcelona to Valencia quite quite easy. You can get a coach. It's like four hours, not too long. Um, mm-hmm. There's definitely a lot of ways that you can you can explore and then see if it's for you and whether that would fit your lifestyle. And yeah, and go from there. I think definitely, if, I think you can plan. And 90 days is, is plenty of time, you know. To have a look at what where what and where would suit you really right excellent well thank you very much for your time thomas and your experience and your sharing your tips with uh, everybody we really appreciate it no worries well thank you for having me really enjoyed it and uh, good luck for the rest of the podcast and thank you